You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. It's that nine to five time feeling This is Band from Ringside. Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast, the Wednesday Night Wars start up next week. Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT Championship, the Destruction Tour from New Japan, that, and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Ditch that nine to five, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark, so welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Heat Rose. And to my right, we got two beers, Zach Pullman. What's going on, two beers, Zach? Uh, speaking of heat, man, this weather has changed in St. Louis. and Ooh, for Beautiful. A, for a guy who always looks like he just got done winning a hot dog eating contest, it is glorious. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to Dorothy Pullman. She's uh, my beautiful mother who is 65 years old today. Does she hey. listen? Uh, she might be tuning in. She usually says she tunes in for like the first couple minutes on like Twitter. Or, or Happy birthday, however. Mrs. Pullman. Happy, yeah. birthday, Happy birthday, Mrs. Pullman. And to his right, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to pull down the latest edition of the Band for Ringside podcast Volume 125, Chapter 3, Verse 14, and the good smart saith, Hashtag Boo the Heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you, babe. I hope you feel better soon. Big wrestling week coming up. Your boy Big is working two jobs. Up. I ain't getting no sleep. I love it. Let's get it on. So much wrestling to watch. We are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in Zach said beautiful downtown st louis missouri is it safe to say that you're a jobber then i am a jobber (laughs) we got sam the mauler mall turn the knobs mr perfect's in the house uh so just a ton of stuff to get to uh of all the you know we started this podcast as jason said about 125 weeks ago there's been a couple weeks a couple thanksgivings that we haven't done but if the first boom period in wrestling was Hulk Hogan and the second boom period in wrestling was uh, the Attitude Era, then I think it's safe to say that we are in the third boom period of professional wrestling. Now, I don't know if it's captured the zeitgeist or if it's in the zeitgeist as much as it was during those times, but man, there is a lot of stuff coming up. So It's like fucking Hiroshima here. <laughs> Wait, what... There's got to be survivors, right? That's the biggest boom. Oh, there were survivors in Hiroshima. Yeah, go, you can watch it on YouTube. It was terrible. But uh, yeah, they lived. They didn't do very well. It was but, almost as bad as some of those Attitude Era matches. And <laughs> so it begins. We're going to do well tonight, though. We're going to talk about all this stuff. We're going to eventually get to... Uh, so I, I think we should say off the top that with SmackDown going to Friday night, the structure of the podcast might seem a little different going forward because everything was all Thursday nights were perfect because Thursday nights were kind of the off night in pro wrestling and it was after the week that was and we could always preview a pay-per-view and things like that. It's going to be a little tricky here going forward because Smackdown, there's going to be go-home shows that we don't get to talk about before we do our predictions. So we're going to have to talk about the way that we do our predictions going forward. I mean... There's there's basically wrestling every night except Thursday because you got Raw Monday. No, you something, got, something. I think NXT, NXT UK, UK is going to fill the Thursday to move night to Thursday. spot. There's uh, just every night. Yeah, of the week. there's no way. What's Tuesday? It. MLW. I think uh, Impact is going. Impact going to be Tuesday. Tuesday. So it'd be Raw on Monday, Impact Tuesday, Wednesday, AEW and NXT Thursday now. Wolf Live. NXT UK obviously taped on Thursdays and SmackDown live on Fridays. And then sometimes there's going to be takeovers on Saturdays. Saturdays sometimes um, there's going to be AEW pay-per-views ROH on Saturdays. Does ROH pay-per-views does on their Saturdays. Thing. It's and, just going to be on. There is no way around it. And this is why I was before we even get to the three count. This is what I wanted to say. It's just just as a precursor to when everything is going to happen. There is so much wrestling out there. It is unreal and if you can't find a one that fits your niche because there's a shit ton of it out there i don't know what to tell you anymore there's people that are just going to be aw loyalists god bless you 
you need to come out the box and look around. There's even things in WWE that are worth watching and vice versa. <laughs> there are. There are. Yeah. It, it, Here's it, the it, thing. If you don't have a wrestling podcast where you have to, like, uh, you know, like, talk about WWE to your dozens of fans, then you really need to uh, just stop watching WWE and stop being so mad because there are dozens of wrestling promotions that will fit your needs. There are as many does there are as many promotions as there are fans of this show. Absolutely. So with that being said, let's get to our three counts. What you got, JCB? Ra- Jason's counting. He's like, he's like, he's like, Blood Girl Raven, uh, Dog Twelve Twenty, uh, Mark Ortolan, Charlie uh, Sheen Sixty Nine. I'm like, so there's ten promotions. We're gonna start a little different. Uh, we're gonna jump to Japan, Kobe, Japan, to be more specific, to where one Jay White defeats Naito. To win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship clean as a whistle, ladies and gentlemen. Very good, man. Jay White speaks it, and it comes to pass. So let's just cut to the chase. As a Naito fan, this kind of makes me a little worried. We're getting close to Wrestle Kingdom, and my man does not seem to have a true blue Wrestle Kingdom match. Everyone else seems to have some sort of road to Wrestle Kingdom. Now I'm worried that A, is he even going to be on this card? Which he should. I'm pretty sure he will be. But B, more importantly, is this heat with Gato real? Other people have said this to me in passing and me not being watching New Japan for very long. I'm not really understanding the heat, what's behind it. Explain explain what they're saying, though, because I'm not even familiar with it. Basically, the running theory in one of my chat groups is that Gato is not going to allow Naito to have any sort of long-term run with the IWGP championship, heavyweight championship. He's been champion, obviously. I think he's defended it once successfully. The other time he didn't. I, should, I might be wrong, but it's, I'm sure someone will correct me if I am. That sounds um, right. Though. Yeah, right. Um, Who did he oh, lose it to? Jay White? To Okada. Okada, yeah. I was okay. going to say, I think right. that was a wrestle. Because if you're going to fucking lose an IWGP championship match, like, no fault of yours. Yeah, that's the guy you're going to lose it to. But now, like, Two Beer is saying multiple times, Naito's getting older. He's banged up. Does he have another run in him. So now that you trying to take the Intercontinental Championship away from which I will admit that was Dewey noted not not Dewey noted, but it should have been done. I love Naito, but he had no business being Intercontinental Champion that long. I can't even remember a defense he had that was even worth talking about. He defended the title, but nothing worth you know, being up in arms about anything like that. So Jay White, like I said, is the champion, which I think is a great move. He will bring this some, not even prestige, but at least some title defenses to where you're not wondering who is the the Intercontinental Champion anymore. But I guess my point is, I'm personally worried for Naito. I'm not sure if he has a path to January in Tokyo. Um I'm just I'm worried. I mean, Jake White is a is a great great heel, and he'll do great things with the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. But I guess my question is, what about Naito? Where where does he go? Yeah, what's super interesting about the IC title right now is everybody's talking about being a double champion. So uh, Jay White's talking about it. Zack Saber mentioned it. Uh, like, Abushi. Uh, promised his hometown that he is going to be the IWGP heavyweight champion and the Intercontinental Champion. So what's interesting is like what do you do then with the Intercontinental Championship? Uh you know, does it become like a situation where you defend only one belt and in which case like if somebody beats you for the IC belt, do they then get a, a shot at a the, shot at the, the, the heavyweight, heavyweight champion? Yeah. And then you're back in the same boat, you know, as far so it's really interesting uh, I'll be interested to see like where this goes, but uh, yeah, as far as like uh, my two cents, like I, I, I'm a big Naito fan. Dude oozes charisma; he, he's great. Uh, but he is run down, and he's the same age as Abushi. Uh, these guys are in their late 30s. They're not spring chickens. I know Abushi looks like he's 25 years old, but this guy's in his late 30s, and uh, 
I feel like it's a Bushi's time. And she looks like a 25 year old woman. His skin skin is so creamy. Oh, I know. It's just because you want to fuck him. But, like, <laughs> really? I mean, it's 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 easy to say that he looks like a woman because <laughs> you after her like, yeah, he's got creamy skin, guys. I mean, I, come on, man. <laughs> like, he moisturized. I don't need to say like. I'm I'm not gay because like uh, no, we no. know, but I, I I yeah you know I would sure yeah, <laughs> but so it, it it's just like a super interesting time. I think what's unfortunate for Naito himself is there are so many rising stars. We got Abushi, uh, who's you know definitely signed this lifetime contract. We got Will Osprey. We got Shingo Takagi, and these guys uh, are really kind of outshining Ibushi or Naito in in the ring. And I feel like his time might be passed through no fault of his own. Uh, he just might be like the Mister Perfect of New Japan. Ooh, you know what I wait, mean? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on now, copy time. At least he got the IWGP yeah, title, and, he, and he's say. in the Let's, lineage. But yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody looks fondly back on Mister Perfect and Kurt Hennig and being so great in ring and giving us uh, great champions. You know, a lot of the but greatest champion Intercontinental champions, in, or maybe the Scott Hall, like would be a better. Uh, idea like even though Naito is like heads and shoulders above Scott Hall not physically but as far as like match quality because Scott Hall's tall and Naito is Japanese uh, but uh, wow. no, no, no. he's big wow. though wow. he's a big wow. dude anyway uh, I just think that uh, it is kind of just unfortunate timing uh, I think that there's a lot of people to elevate that Intercontinental Championship and the IWGP Championship and I think uh, Naito is just going to run as a fan favorite and he will like continue to be that, and uh, you know, it does bum me out. But uh, as m- the more I get to see of Naito, as long as he's not falling on his fucking neck and killing himself and making me cringe, I want to see as much of him as possible. Okay, so. so you're the new Japan guy in the group. Is this Gato thing a thing? Is this real? I don't know. Like, like uh, I, I haven't heard anything. I have not been privy to that. Uh, conversation. So okay. I haven't heard anything about him having heat with Gato. Um, I feel like, you know, Gato being the booker that he is, uh, the logical booker that he is, uh, Naito has a ton of support. So I feel like even if Gato didn't like somebody, he's not Vince McMahon. He's not going to bury the lead and let somebody like... Um, right. It doesn't seem like he takes stuff as personally as... or He's not as uh, cruel with his booking as Vince can be. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not going to bury somebody who could be a star because they need stars. He's got, EC3. He's, he's going to... Yeah. Oh, we'll get the EC3 <laughs> later because I have some things to say about EC3. I'll just say this... Um, because we got a lot of stuff to get to, but even though there's so much wrestling coming forward and everybody's talking about AEW versus uh, NXT and AEW versus WWE, and of course, that's a huge deal. Very much so. But New Japan's not going anywhere, guys. New nope. Japan is still, for, for I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but for my money, it's the best wrestling that's out there. And uh, this podcast will continue to cover New Japan as best we can going forward, even though there's so much stuff to talk about. Maybe we got to start doing like a four-hour podcast. They also, uh, they also <laughs> seem to adapt because, you know, they lost the elite. And like, I know I voiced this concern when they lost the elite. Like, what are they going to do? And it's like, uh, well, uh, we're just going to keep having awesome wrestling. Yeah. yeah. You know we'll, what I mean? We'll elevate. We'll, we'll all awesome. spray Shingo Dakage. We'll give, you know, yeah, Ishii. We'll bring a couple of young lions yeah. up. Next man up. Yeah. So, I mean, Next they, man just, up. they just get moving. God bless them. Let's get to our two counts. So, as you guys probably know, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we have uh, the beginning of the Wednesday Night Wars uh, next week. So, Wednesday, oh, October damn, this 2nd. Is be on. <laughs> I mean, I can't this shit, wait. This shit is absolutely on. This is, uh, as we said before we went on air, uh, this, you know, who was it that said, May you live in interesting times? And that was like almost like a curse. I don't know if it was like Ben Franklin or somebody. It was like a curse as far as like. Come on, Mr. Jeopardy. I'm not familiar with that one. The fuck? Yeah. He's better at Jeopardy than I am. So it's like almost like a, a curse, like may you live in interesting times, which we see based on our political climate and the fact that our <laughs> planet is dying. Yeah, uh, very, very interesting. Very interesting times, and uh, it sucks right now. But as far as like wrestling, may you live in interesting times, it's good, guys. Oh, it's great. So we have um, AW Dynamite it's debuting. A tra- it's a traditional Chinese curse. Ah, Chinese. Mm. Maybe they should have rethought that uh, Oriental Wrestling uh, collaboration. Anyway, so God bless them. Hey, they called it that. Yeah, they called it that. Uh, blame Shima, right? Hey, if they can say it, why can't I say it? Because <laughs> you can't fucking say it. So uh, we have 
an amazingly stacked card. We also have an amazingly stacked card for NXT, but we're talking about AEW right now. Uh, it's really interesting to see these guys are coming out of the gate real hard, both of them. And it will be interesting with all of the wrestling, like we talked about, how much viewer fatigue like actually factors into this. But I am stoked. Uh, NXT did 1.2 last week. I don't know what they did this week. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, this week was also a little bit different. 1.2 is a big number, though. It's a big NXT, number. For I mean, NXT to grab yeah, 1.2. Yeah, I was going to say, that's on the Raw low side when they when Raw is down. Oh, well, Raw actually, never gets that Raw far never down. gets that low. Raw's always like... 1.9. That was, that's like Christmas, though. Yeah. I mean, Raw gets Raw usually gets like 3.4, 3.5. What I'm saying is a 1.2 for 1.2 is really good is for really a debut good. for a bunch of people that the general public's never heard of. Right. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what they did this week. I, I'm sorry that I did not report that. Where's the fucking stack guy? Do your research! Anyway, <laughs> fucking stack guy's fired. Uh, so Dynamite, we got Cody Rhodes, Sammy Guevara leading off. Cody Rhodes, arguably the biggest star of AEW. Sammy Guevara, uh, a huge talent. I think these guys are going to pull a hell of a match. They're going to tell a great story. I think, obviously, Cody Rhodes is going over because he's challenging for the title, and he's Cody Rhodes, and, and that is fine. Uh, but I think they're going to put on a hell of a match. Then we have the AEW Women's Championship match, Nyla Rose versus Rio. So they're going to crown the AEW Women's Champion, the inaugural championship on this on this card. That belt is off the chain, by the way. Yeah, I love it. Like, uh, you know, it's like very tall and oval shaped. It's almost like a uh, like a maternity statue. Like, kind of like I get that vibe that, off of it. That match really doesn't do much for me, though. I'll be honest. Well, Rio's young, and I feel like based based on like how they position Nyla Rose, uh, I just feel like there's no like actual challenge. Like we all just expect Nyla Rose to get it. That's the thing is like usually right. when I watch a professional wrestling match, uh, I want to have the option to root for the underdog. But I they haven't really presented Rio as like an actual threat. Right. So I, I can't disagree more. But go ahead. Uh, and then we have Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. Uh, who do you guys think the mystery partners are? LAX. Oh, okay, that's what I thought too. So, um, so yeah, LAX, which. LAX versus the Young Bucks is a super fresh feud. Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho is definitely something that we're all looking forward to. Um, which, if we get time in the odds and ends, it'd be really interesting to talk about Kenny Omega's character right now. Uh, but <laughs> if not, hit us up on Twitter. Like We can talk about it. Uh, it's super interesting. And then we have uh, Adam Hangman Page versus Pac. And it's Pac, by the way. I keep saying Pac, but it is Pac. Yeah. And uh, this was a match... That we've seen once and went to like a bullshit finish in a European promotion because of that whole like issue with uh, Pac not wanting to uh, job with the Dragon Gate title, but he does not have the Dragon Gate title anymore. So this was something that I thought we would see in full gear, especially because full gear is is basically named after Adam Page. If you follow being the elite, full gear is Adam Page. Like that's the whole thing. Uh, but I mean, that's going to be a banger match. So. Uh, and then we have MJF versus Brandon Cutler, which is hilarious because I have had people like I work in a service industry where I talk to people and I wear wrestling shirts and stuff. And somebody actually mentioned to me, uh, they're like, hey, like uh, somebody that was into D&D like I am. And they were like, yeah, I saw like uh, some like uh, D&D like dude was like in like a feud with some WWE wrestler. I'm like, actually it was AEW. <laughs> Let me correct Like you. a true nerd. Push, like actually pushes up glasses. Uh, <laughs> it was actually AEW. Sorry, sir. But uh, this is a new promotion. They're on TNT. Um, but uh, so this is getting wider traction, right? So like oh, shit. there That's might great. be D&D people that like, you know, we're into professional wrestling because if you're into professional, if you're into D and D, there's a likelihood that you watch professional wrestling as a child because uh, you're into fantasy and you're into storytelling because that's what Dan- Dungeons and Dragons is—a storytelling. Uh, so there might be people tuning in to see this MGF versus Brandon Cutler thing. So uh, this is a stack card, guys, and uh, I have no idea what to expect because AEW has exceeded expectations at every level. Um, you know, like. Early on, I would have said a million viewers is great, and then NXT had 1.2. I think they might have more than that. They've been running w- commercials during WWE. They've been running commercials during preseason basketball. I I think there's no way that they're going to get more than 1.2 just because they don't have WWE behind them. They don't have the promotional sure. that WWE they, has they behind ra- them. What did the man just say? 
They He's, ran they, their commercial on Monday Night Raw it's, to it's, the point it, where I was like, what? Yeah. Did I just see this shit? Apparently, that was only a direct TV thing. Here's what I'm expecting. I don't have direct TV, though. Here's what I'm expecting. I know, and you didn't know it until I tweeted, or until you tweeted about it. And everybody else was like, oh, yeah, you didn't see it. We saw it. Whoever, I, whoever, I was tweeting you about it. Whoever pirated my stream pirated from direct TV because I saw it. Here's here's okay, what that's all I'm saying. Here's the way that I feel about AEW starting up this Wednesday live. First of all, I'm very excited that NXT and W and AEW are going against each other live. That is way different than when Impact tried doing their thing because Impact was a pre-taped and B wasn't going at the same time. So this is actually like it's not we're, it's not hyperbole or it's not an exaggeration when we call it the Wednesday Night Wars. These are two promotions going head-to-head live. This is going to be fun. They're going to have to take chances. Excuse me. They're going to have to put on great matches because they're going to have to. These are like the Friday Night Smackdown thing on Fox proper is going to be different because they're trying to grab the casual fan, which is why they're stacking up their stuff. They're stacking up that show with the Kevin Owens versus Shane ladder match, which we'll talk about next week. Um, they're having Flair and Hogan doing a Miz TV. They're having Brock versus Kofi for a championship. That's a different. That's a different thing. This win. These a- Wednesday a- night AW wars wants the lapsed fan. They want the fan that was like me before I started this wrestling podcast who hadn't watched wrestling in like 10 years. Yeah, but they also want the hardcore fan. They, they, oh, well, they've got they, that. They already got they've that. They've got yeah, that. Yeah, but so does NXT, though. I mean, I everybody's gonna, everybody, every hardcore fan out there is going to DVR it and watch them both. Right. Yeah. But they got to show ratings to the people that are buying advertisement think, on their show. I think at least initially, the hardcore fan that watches NXT every week, like us, is going to watch AEW because we've seen NXT. We know what to expect. I want to see what AEW does. Like, good or bad, I'm I w- interested. I will be watching AEW next week. Well, I mean, the Wednesday night thing sucks because because of our schedules. That's like the one night that the wife and I both have off together that night. So it's like our date night. So like our date night next week it is going to be watching like, MJF. Sounds like YP versus MP. <laughs> <laughs> your problem versus it's my your problem. problem. <laughs> I mean, look. You know what? <laughs> all, all sad stories aside, this is going to be real interesting just because of the fact that I would like to see how the numbers stack up against each other because literally, like you said, it's the same time. Different channels, obviously, same length of time. Just at quick glance, the NXT card is more, I guess, name recognition with title matches versus the AEW card, which is, to me, like continuing storylines. Pac versus Page, Cody Rhodes, you know, versus Sammy Guevara. Does Cody Rhodes slip on the way to the... Uh, the uh, title match, but yeah, I think, but if, I think if, Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho are bigger names than anybody on the NXT. That's cards. exactly that's exactly what that. I was just going to say. Gonna in terms that. of name recognition, AEW's probably got next Wednesday. Now, there's not a match on that AEW card that's more appealing to me personally than Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle. That, that's true I, too. I have no yeah, problem. With I'll that. give you that. Yeah, I was going to say I'm I'm hyped for that. I was just going to say I'm going to watch AEW, but when it's Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole. I'm flipping over to NXT because so that's a match that so I really want to see. So you have intention on flipping and not watching one or the other in its entirety. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That's the same thing I do on Mondays with Raw and football or with Raw and the I Cardinals would, or whatever. I would love to be able to have I mean, watching ability. a wrestling show from front to back when you're sober and you're not sitting around wrestling friends. If you're just, I know this is not the way you do it, but when I watch, when I watch wrestling by myself and I'm not drinking and I'm not smoking and I'm just... I can't watch it all the way through. Like, I flip around, I look at my phone, I play Candy Crush, I tweet. It's like, I don't fucking... No, I mean, for me, yeah, I'm flipping. I just want to watch because I think it's sometimes things get lost in translation. And I want to, especially for AEW, I want to see how it all unfolds, how crowd reactions are, yeah. the production, the especially commentary, because commentary has been a big issue coming up to this show, whether you liked it or you didn't like it. There's there's still enough. NXT, NXT's got a big edge in commentary. I'm not, disagree- <laughs> yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. I can, I can okay. see you wanting to watch one and then the other, like in these initial shows, but one of my fondest memories of wrestling is flipping back and forth. You know, like that was so fun. 
and I'm actually kind of sad because because of the fact and basically because I don't I cord cut and I don't have subscriptions to like uh, a cable network. Basically, it's just going to amount to me dual screening, which is probably way better. Just like dick out two screens, <laughs> like yeah, if you pirating can, both at the same you, time. Yeah, just pull one up on your iPad or whatever. Yeah. Um, you guys are crazy. <laughs> you said dick out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I, I, ready. I just can't wait to see like eight weeks from now or three months from now, like when all, when it's settled down and they've settled into a routine instead, of course, they're both going to come out with guns blazing this week and, you know, for the next several weeks. But after it becomes routine where they're both against each other, are they, are they both going to keep it up? Is one of them going to lag behind the other? There's so much wrestling now that it's going to be a meritocracy. Like, there are going to be shit. There's going to be stuff that falls away. There no, is not. There are not enough wrestling fans out there to keep all this stuff going. I'll say this. There's just the, not. The only, and I said it two or three weeks ago, Ring of Honor is the one promotion that I worry about the most. I think they're already in getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, because I used to watch their pay-per-views, and I know they have one this weekend, and I'm, yeah, I'm not even interested. Yeah, I was going to say Death Before Designer. I'll, I'll watch it because I'm... I'm a Matt Taven guy. I want to see him versus Roosh. Another story for another time. But if if they keep this up, they'll be the unfortunately be the first to fold. And then from there, honestly, I think everybody else seems like they're in a, a decent spot to start. Um, I think it's NXT UK. I'm kind of worried about just because. Uh, no, no, it, it's a taped show. But then they're bringing in some. They're taking some of their talent to. NXT, you know, proper, you know, the full sale, you know, Imperium was just on last night. Rhea Ripley was just on two weeks ago. So now I know that this show is taped and now NXT is live. But to me, that's kind of like taking away from that brand. We made this a brand to excite those over on the pond. This is your show. Now it feels like we're kind of taking some of that talent away to kind of bolster an already and pretty good NXT roster. Yeah, but like let's I mean WWE main roster takes away NXT talent all the time and they just keep refilling it. You don't think you don't think there's enough guys over there in the UK or in Europe proper? I mean fucking Walters from Austria. You don't think there's enough guys to where like let's say Walter goes to NXT America, right? You don't think there's he another won't. guy that can come in and fill the fill the void? Well, I mean, thankfully for them, Walter won't. He he signed with WWE saying, "I'll never move to America. I'll come. I'll right. come for your shows." And we talked about that a couple weeks ago, but he did show up on NXT. But yeah, he said, "I'll come to America for your shows." But regardless, I think I I, I agree with you. There are people to fill that void. There's, there's David Stars of the world. There's you know um, yeah. There and and they got WWE money behind them. I'm not worried about NXT UK. I'm worried about. And I'm not really worried, but I, I like I could see Impact not making it. MLW seems to be making a really good push, and MLW is. I, I have no doubts about Impact anymore. I think Impact is back back on solid ground again. MLW, I'm kind of lagging on. I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about MLW and PWG because like everybody there uh, will get signed, you or they've I mean? already or very already been signed to another promotion, especially yeah. like you know the. Darby Allens, the Sammy Guevara's, they were in. Like, when's Filthy Tom Lawler getting signed? You know right. what I mean? Like, that dude's a fucking star. Like, that's just, and that's what I'm saying with MLW. Jake Fatu, Filthy Tom Lawler, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr. and all of the Hart Foundation down there, uh, MJF's down there, like, all those guys, like, they rely on on, on them. And, it, like, uh, MLW is, like, my favorite hour of television wrestling it's good wrestling but it's it's top heavy and if you can't start taking those top yeah. guys off that's when you're gonna have a problem you have like gringo loco versus everybody and yeah, now i'm good that's gonna do it for our <laughs> two count all right so the three count which i already mentioned and we can talk about briefly is um well nxt this week had a great match in between uh keith lee and frenemy of the show, Dijakovic. <laughs> frenemy of the are, show and Kenny Omega. They say mm-hmm. Dijakovic. I, yeah, Dijakovic 
actually kind of owned Kenny Omega on Twitter this week. It oh, was he did? pretty fucking awesome. But that was a great match between two guys that have obviously uh, know each other really well and can wrestle a great match together. They put on a nice 13-minute match to start off NXT this week. Uh, there was a women's match, which I, I apologize. It wasn't because it's a women's match. It was because I didn't really know the performance. I had to fast-forward through because there's still so much fucking wrestling to watch. Um, but I watched the entire match of Riddle versus Killian Dane in the street fight, which isn't my favorite kind of fight, but Matt Riddle went over. We got Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole, baby, in a title match next week to go against the first Wednesday night Dynamite. So do you think they changed the title? I don't think there's any way they changed the title. I think that Undisputed Era gets involved. They put all the titles on Undisputed Era last week for a reason, because they're going to try to usher in this new audience that they might be getting with this faction that's fun. Oh, yeah. That are heelish. And that can work their asses off. What's what's most uh, encouraging to me with the first two hours of NXT that we've seen, and next week it goes to two hours proper, uh, what's most encouraging to me is that both episodes had two really long, uh, two good TV uh, length matches, which is it's not Raw and SmackDown when you get a bunch of four-minute, five-minute matches. These let these guys work. I mean, even though it's not a five-star classic, if you let Dijakovic and Keith Lee go 13 minutes together on TV, 13 or 14, I mean, it might have been longer than that. It was a good match. And Killian Dane and Matt Riddle, that segment started at 35 after the hour. So they had the last 25 minutes of that first hour, which was all they had on TV that night on cable, was Killian Dane versus Matt Riddle. And that's that's encouraging to me because that's saying to me that, at least for now, it doesn't have all the downfalls that WWE TV generally has, which is cutting shit short and too much sports entertainment. It looks like this is going to be a straight-up wrestling show. I did hear a couple things about the uh, Full Sail crowd that they were really bummed out because of obvious commercial breaks where they're used to wrestling, wrestling, wrestling because it's on the WWE Network, and they don't have to take breaks. So there were chin lock, rest holds uh, for commercial breaks, and a couple things like uh, there's usually food trucks out in front of Full Sail, and the wrestlers come out and eat and hang out with them, and there's usually like a bar that they all go to. And apparently these last couple weeks, uh, they have catering for the wrestlers, which is better for the wrestlers, but uh, they there was not that fan interaction and so those hardcores didn't, you know, the hardcores are going to be there chanting NXT, NXT, NXT because they get to hang out with the wrestlers and uh, are like kind of feel like, you know, insiders. They're part of it, yeah. They feel like they're part of it. If they continue this like path, they won't necessarily like get that, which, you know, as long as the show's good, like, you know, I'm fine with uh, a couple hundred Florida residents suffering. I mean, I feel like every Florida resident suffers anyway. Uh, but, you know, like, but yeah, it is, it is interesting to see. Um, it's wow. Uh, I'll say this. Fuck you, Florida listeners. Yeah, no, that's my. They're going to come. That, after that's us. my second home state. I can't do that. Shout out to my Seminoles. Um, Shit. they've definitely put all the chips in the middle for this episode to go directly against AEW because you obviously you have the tag team titles are on the line. You're going to have the women's title on the line. You're going to have the men's title on the line. And that's just on the NXT side. I agree with everything that you said, Bill. It feels like this is two hours of a legitimate NXT show. It doesn't feel like sports entertainment, which was kind of my concern coming into it with it, with the format change. It feels like Hunter's, fingerprints are still on it for the moment so so far so good but like you said how things change when there's direct competition is going to be the key or the moral to the story i guess for lack of a better term because they did this for a reason they directly moved it to wednesday night for two hours well i shouldn't say they moved it to wednesday nights but they moved it to to USA. usa and then added a second hour for the sole purpose of going against aew now whether you want to call it you know, they're scared of AEW or it's competition or whatever. They did this for a reason. Now, whatever reason you want to use, put it in the sentence, fine, so be it. Well, but the, ob- the-, the objective of war is not victory, it's dominance. Okay. That's Sun Tzu, guys. Okay. Sun Tzu. Now, Sun here's Tzu, the art of war, Sun Tzu. Here's, I'll piggyback on that. Never heard of that one. You had Vince as. <laughs> 
Vince versus Ted, Ted Turner as the Monday Night Wars. This is now the Wednesday Night Wars where basically he's kind of, it feels like he's passing the baton over to Hunter. Okay, Hunter, I got rid of Ted Turner 20 years ago. Now it's your turn to go get rid of Tony Khan because it's essentially the same thing. You got the AEW slash WCW side. You know, we got a lot of money. But you know, we're kind of—it's kind of an upstart kind of thing going on here. But we're not sure how this is going to work versus the old guard, old true reliable. Whether you like them or not, the WWE slash NXT side. The NXT side is not old reliable. It's that new hotness that we all enjoy as wrestling fans. But it has the old WWE money behind it. You know, what's funny is. People, you know, I even just mentioned it. Like, I expect AEW to do as good a number, maybe even better. They don't have to. They can do seven hundred fifty thousand. Uh, TNT is going to be happy Ooh, with yeah. a Wednesday night that does seven hundred fifty thousand. They can get ad revenue, and AEW is going to be happy with that because they get a share of ad revenue. Uh, right. So AEW does not have to beat WWE. So I'm just prefacing this because. I'm going to get on Twitter, and if AEW doesn't beat NXT's first week, people are going to act like AEW is dead. And no, guess what? WCW was literally dead, and then they rose from the ashes and beat WWE, and then they died again. It's like I say. It's like I say to Jason when he puts shit on Twitter. Like when people like I can't imagine anybody saying AEW is dead, but I don't know who you guys follow. Like I, I never hear anybody saying anything like that, or people saying coming but, from the hundred and some odd followers. He no, has. I. <laughs> I'm talking about the people that I follow, motherfucker. Not the people who follow me. He follows. I don't know who you guys follow. You guys need to pare that shit down. I've been I've been working uh, on it. I will say this though. Uh I know that WWE will be done when Morrow says, you know, like a year down the line, hey, don't tune don't turn your channel over to TNT. Some dinosaur named Luchasaurus just won the title. That'll put some butts in the seats. <laughs> <laughs> and then every eight year old in the world is like, like what? a dinosaur right? won the title. <laughs> Dad, we gotta go to the AEW show. We got fifteen minutes left. That'll do it for our three count. Jason, tell us about F and B. F&B Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton. Uh, independent restaurant tour. My man, Big Mike. Holla at me. Check my boy Mike out. Uh, if you are a fan of Smash Burgers, like I am a fan of Smash Burgers, trump your narrow self down to 3453 Southampton. <laughs> F&B Eatery. The kids can get something to eat. M- Mom and dad can go to a family-friendly atmosphere where they don't have to be worried about screaming, yelling kids or, God forbid, a overworked, underpaid server trying to make ends meet. No, no, no. My man Mike will bring it to you. You All you have to do is walk in, order, sit down, and Mike will take care of the rest. Like I said, 3453 Southampton, F&B Eatery. Tell them that band from Ringside sent you. This is band from Ringside. All right, so did either of you guys happen to see the PWI 500? No. Is that out? Uh, It's out. Uh, They don't release the whole thing, but I do have the The top top ten. So if neither of you guys have seen it. um, I got a good idea who's number one. Oh, shit. I just had it pulled up. Uh, So, Jason, who do you think number one is? Seth Rollins. That's right. Very good. Wow. Uh, I would not have guessed. Now, it's based on kayfabe and Yeah, I I understand PWI is like... So just just so the audience knows, it's based off of work rate, uh, titles, kayfabe. Uh, You have to have fought 20 matches during the year or... Matches in seven different months. That's I something I didn't know. I didn't know that. Either. I just never, seven different months. I just anyway. never thought the PWI number one out of the five hundred would have been crying like a bitch in the corner with a from a dude in a mask. That's his second. That is his second PWI number one. Uh, do you want to guess number two? Uh, shit. Uh, this this should be easy. And I can't think of who got off the top of my head. Um, Will Osprey? Uh, no, he is in the top ten. So. I would have guessed Will Ospreay, and if I wouldn't have said Will Ospreay, who would you have said? said? Uh, If I didn't say Ospreay, I would have said Okada. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll read it to you. So Rollins is one, Daniel Bryan is two, AJ Styles (laughs) is three, Kofi Kingston is four, Okada is five, Johnny Gargano is six, 
Roman Reigns is seven. Kenny Omega is eight. Tanahashi is nine, and Will Ospreay is ten. Now uh, I disagree with dude, a stop. good amount of that. Stop! I mean, j- Jesus usually, fucking. Christ. Usually I can under, Usually I can understand. I went thirty minutes without snapping. Go ahead. Usually I can understand the PWI because it's, there's kayfabe stuff in there, but. I mean, but it's not 2019. Like you guys keep. I know that. I know that Jason's a big proponent of uh, Will Osprey is having the best year, and uh, there's a lot of people saying that. But this is not just 2019. In, I know. I in know. fact, it stopped. The 12 month period stopped two months ago. I know. So, so for it stopped, Seth Rollins, so it went from July to July. So for Seth Rollins, you got to throw in the Royal Rumble win. You beat Brock Lesnar twice. I get that. Okay. I'm so the, sorry. But, so then you still have the Kenny Omega stuff. Thank you. Like, how the fuck is Roman Reigns ahead of fucking Will Ospreay at this point? Or Kenny Omega, but, who's okay. not even on the list. Johnny Gargano. They also, they also consider main event matches. Who can you? Oh, they, was, they also yeah. consider the people who the amount of people that watch your matches. Man, that also goes into it. Okay, it's all of those things. Look. There's seven criteria. I can't rattle them off right now. I just heard the guy. I heard the editor from PWI on Jericho's podcast this week, and he rattled all the seven criteria off. Okay. I, I understand him. I, the, I feel like Roman's the biggest oh, yeah. one. And it's like, yeah, how do you say that he would not be in the top ten? But Because really, he isn't. He hasn't done anything. I mean, come on. He, uh, he, went, he went away and got healthy. He's come back and had a bunch of lackluster feuds. And they squandered sets. his return. Because okay. he could be the biggest baby face in the company. Okay, and then on top of that, if you want to jump before that, so he lost to Brock, what, twice? Clean. I mean, he won the belt back. What do you had think, to give it up. What do you think about Daniel Bryan being number two? It's surprising. Not that's, saying that's anything about high. Daniel Bryan. That's kind of But it's surprising. No, that's 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 a little too high. What do you think about AJ3? What do you think about Kofi 4? Kofi, Kofi was feels Kofi about right. Yeah, yeah Kofi that feels Mania. about right. That was a big deal, and he's had a really strong, strong title. Yeah, run. I was about to say he's, it's six months end to his title run, so that feels about right. His first top AJ, ten finish God ever. Bless you. No, he's that at three. I don't How about get Gargano that. at six. Uh, Gargano no was Johnny Takeover last yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to say he was no my wrestler that. of the year last year. No problem with that. Uh, Tanahashi at nine had a run with the belt. Absolutely had, yeah, had yeah. a total return. So Tanahashi was. The guy who brought New Japan back to the masses, and he had that great G one win. Yeah, I don't have a problem with everybody the top on this list. Held uh, their major title, the major title from their promotion, except for Will Osprey in that year time. I mean, he's the only he's, one. He held his his t- weight class to a major title. I mean, I mean, what? A, I'm what talking about he heavyweight title. Okay, so then I'll trump you with he's won he won Battle of Super Juniors. He beat Tanahashi flat out in a title match. I mean, God See, damn now, before oh, not a Twitter, title match, but it's before Twitter G1 goes match. off and saying that Jason owned owned me on this again, I am playing host, okay, guys? I'm playing <laughs> devil's advocate. <laughs> I I can, this is not him owning me. No, this I'm is him owning, owning the PWI five hundred. I'm just stating the fact that once again, there is a clear bias. I wanted to say that I own Jason, but that would have different undertones. Yeah, right. I was getting ready to say, don't beat me, boss. <laughs> Why is Roman Reigns in this? I mean, come on. No, the Roman Reigns one fucked me up also. Okay. It doesn't seem yeah. very right. AJ's too high. Daniel D- Bryan is probably high. a little too high. I would, Kofi is about right. Johnny Gargano is probably about right. Will Ospreay it should be in that top 10. Like, and, and the it, lack of Kenny Omega. I, I feel like you swap out Roman for Kenny Omega. Yeah, no, he's number eight. Say, he was number eight. You said Omega was number eight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even Omega's think he was in, in there. That's why I was so mad. No, no he's, he's in there. He's number eight. Because he, yeah, he, he did miss out a bunch of the year, but he had an amazing match with Tanahashi, and he, he main evented uh, New Japan from that whole period. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I thought he was just completely omitted. No. I was really happy to see Johnny Gargano as high as he was. Absolutely, no, he deserves man. it. He no, deserves he it. deserves it. There is no question about it. Because he had match after match after yeah, match after we, match after He's match. called himself Johnny Takeover for a reason. He is oh, Mr. Takeover. And guess what? Uh, I'd love to see. I can't Morrison, wait to see the whole list. John Morrison just signed with WWE. Did you guys see this? No. Really? John Morrison is WWE bound. So, oh, bring I him feel back like against I, the Miz. I, well, against the Miz would be great, but I also want to see John John Morrison versus John Gargano for Johnny Takeover, the rights to Johnny Takeover, because John Johnny Morrison always calls himself, you know, Johnny Lucha, Johnny Impact, like Johnny whatever. Impact, right. And 
Johnny Gargano does the same thing. Wait, so why are you making that face about John Morrison? You don't like John Morrison? He's a talent. No, man. I just I, I, I'm oh, not yeah, John Morrison. Good. I just I don't. Well, he's taking his big paycheck, man. Like good for him. Like he got his big paycheck. Let's not act like he wasn't been in WWE before. Of all people, yeah, but you would he like wasn't, to think... he wasn't getting the contract he got okay, today. Now, now see, because he could have gone he, to when AW. he goes over to WWE and starts shitting the bed. Get him, Zach. No, no, no. Say good, good. You you sit over there and be no, quiet. I understand. When he goes over to WWE, he's gonna shit the bed. I get it, Zach. I get it, but he's going to get his money, up. and that's all I care about for him as a person. That's well, all yeah, I care yeah, about. This is, you know what? This is Jason's whole problem because Jason put on Twitter the other night. He's like, "I want to be mad at Mike Canellis, but I can't." And okay, like, why? Why are you mad at Mike Canellis? The dude's on TV making money. Like, he not is, everybody oh, can be at the top of the card. I'm not asking him to be at the top dude, of the card. I'm just saying, Mike damn, Canellis can I not a get a better storyline story than a Mori Povich shirt? Man, I'm, not, I'm not mad at Mike Canellis for that. He's out there. He's out there. I wish. I wish Vince would come up to me. And talk about who I want to run this storyline about my wife and who's the baby daddy. Fuck you. Now, Fuck spe- that. Now, no, spe- hell speaking, no. Now, speaking of guys that I feel bad for, Ethan Carter III, mm. I feel bad for him. Oof, uh, he big, was out there big oof. jobbing to Rusev, and Rusev's my dude. Rusev's my dude. Rusev's I mean, my dude. Yeah, I know. He's uh, your dude. I would uh, like to have played this back a year ago whenever he was saying that Rusev wasn't a star. No, no, no. That was me. No, that was him. That was me. You get drunk. You get drunk all the time. That was him. <laughs> that was, that was, that was, that was you. I've had this in my head the whole time. No, that was me. I feel like I need to owe you an apology. You should. You apologize to that right now. But here's the thing. Whenever you saw EC3, like they have beat the confidence out of that dude so uh, hard. I feel, I feel bad for him. Like because that dude usually carries himself like a star. When he got to NXT, he carried himself like a star. He looked beaten down. I, I mean, I, I think I've said on this podcast before. I almost feel like they signed him. Vince brought him up so he could punish him for being yeah. named after Dixie Carter. And they're doing it. They're punishing him by paying him a hundred, a few hundred grand a go year. Go somewhere else. Go to, go to AEW EC3, man. It's, There's I, so many places for him to go. Yeah, I hope and, his contract is done And ultimately, that's where I think the problem lies is that he's just in a bad spot where there is just nowhere for him to turn and he's just jobbing. By the way, if you want to pay me a few hundred do. grand a year to like eat WWE catering, like uh, sign me up. <laughs> um. So we had another fiend appearance uh this is kind of the this was the week where i was like and i, I murray would probably not like to hear this but no, this, not at all. this is the week that i was like okay guys it's time to do something a little bit more with them i know that they're this is wwe programming to the nth where they had something that worked and they're like hey this works everybody really likes the fiend let's have him come out and do this again and he did the braun Strowman, which might seem a little bit different because it's not a legend and it's not a guy he's going against but they, they, I mean, this can set up something later. But you knew when it was Seth versus Braun going into the main event that The Fiend was going to come out. I mean, I would have preferred that Seth get a little payback to him or something. As long as The Fiend goes over at Hell in a Cell, I'm fine with anything they do. But I feel like they're also setting up because now Rey Mysterio is the number one contender for next week. They're just setting it up for The Fiend to come out and do the same thing to Rey Mysterio in the main event. Oh, he's going to do it. I, I mean... I think I everybody everybody here's a fiend fan. I think everybody here likes Bray Wyatt and what they're doing with them. This is something exciting. This is more exciting than anything they've done with the uh, with a character. Certainly a reboot of a character in a long time. Hey man, but I think this is the week where it's like just I'd rather they just leave him off TV. I think he's or just do a couple <laughs> Firefly Fun ha- Firefly Fun Houses and yeah, then leave him off TV. Say, yeah, I wouldn't. I would much rather him not even. As much as I like the fact that he attacks Braun Strowman, I think that just is intriguing into its own little self. I'd almost rather him just not even be in the ring, just have him, you know, away from the physical ring itself. You want to do a Firefly Funhouse, knock knock yourself out, but have his chaos from afar like The Undertaker used to do, you know what I'm saying, where, you know— lightning would strike from just out of nowhere but you wouldn't see the undertaker stuff like that to where he makes his presence known but he's not physically there because that's where i'm thinking the fatigue is going to start to come in because i mean once you start once you let into this segment you're like you know the fiend was back again and i get it it was basically the same segment back-to-back weeks where you got seth in the corner acting like a little bitch i get that next week i expect seth to get some get back so like if i to was- lead towards 
uh, the pay-per-view. If yeah. I was a wrestler, like I would be like a carry situation where like my opponent would be like standing in the ring doing a promo and then I'd have like a big bucket of cum just fall on him and be like carry. <laughs> yeah, just like carry. Just like carry. That's what happened in yeah, carry. Because cum fell on the top of carry. Yeah. I mean, wasn't, it wasn't the movie I watched. That was a <laughs> Okay, so there's only three matches. There's only three matches going into the pay per view as of right now. It's the main event: uh, Bray versus Seth, it's Becky versus Sasha, which I'm into, and it's also uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Luke Harper and Rowan. I expect Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns to go over in that, or I expect, or I expect Daniel Bryan to turn on Roman Reigns, which I hope is actually fuck. what's happening. Well, I don't. I don't give a fuck unless we're going to have Daniel Bryan turn heel again. He's not. I actually hope he does it. I don't think he will. But I, I just yawned through that because I was like, how tired yeah, I am exactly. of that storyline. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Either way, if Kofi wins, you can do a rematch with another rematch with Daniel Bryan Kofi. I don't think you go that route. If Brock wins. Now you get Brock versus Daniel Bryan part two. Now we're talking. Now you're talking. That's why. That's why I think. They did this for a reason. They flipped Daniel they back to baby faces. Face. Yeah, for sure. And it makes sense. If you're going with the Brock beats Kofi line of thinking, you can do Brock versus Daniel Bryan real quick, and it'd be simple to do. This is banned from ringside. All right, we got some birthdays this week. Asuka is 38. She's still alive? Steve Black. She had a match this week, but she won. Oh, trust me, I know. Steve Blackman is 56. I love Steve Blackman. Love me some Steve. Yeah, he fought in pants and no pants and no shoes. Yeah, man. Uh, Jason Jordan is 31. He's still alive. Yeah. Tajiri is only 49. Uh, Candice LeRae is 34. Trevor Lee is 26. Candice Michelle is 41. Curtis Axel is 40. And Yokozuna is 53. He's no, he was. No, he's got to be older than 53. Or he had to have been old. He would be older than 53, right? No, I don't know. Maybe he died at like 37. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. He, he, he died young. I mean, look at all that weight he had to carry. I mean, good Lord. Hey, everybody. We know there's a ton of podcasts to listen Sing to. to so him, we Daddy. appreciate you taking your time out of the day to listen to ours for Shock City Studios, Check. for Sam the Mauler Mall, for Chef and B Eatery, Check. for JJ Twigs Pizza, Check. for Lucha Chris, Check. for Murray Man, Check. for Vice, Check. for Two Beers. Zach Paul Jack and for Jason Peach. Cornelius Bell, I Jack am Bill Vagin. Everybody, boo the heel. Well, can I go up there? I'm done. I'm good.